Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now for our show. Well, today is September 2nd, and we're just a few days away from Labor Day. It's absolutely uh, really speeding up. The summer has flown by. Or maybe it hasn't, depending on what you've been doing. I know if you're like uh, everybody else in this world, we're all being quarantined. So as we stay cooped up in this pandemic, a lot of people are turning to drinking. So online alcohol sales have increased by 387%. I read that and I almost fell off my chair. For the week ending April 11th, that's a lot of wine. We can't dispute that a glass of great wine delivers a dose of comfort. So Laurieann Harnish is our resident wine expert, and she's also the independent ambassador with Boisset Wines. She's going to educate us on what wines to drink for the next few months. Hey, Laurieann, thank you so much for coming by or taking the time to talk to me about wine. Hi, Nancy. It's great to be here. Do you know that the last time we talked about wine was December? We talked about the holiday wines. I can't believe it's been, what, eight months? Yes, and a lot has happened since then. Yeah, we'd like to forget about this, but uh, they say it's going to be with us for a while. So we might as well drink wine and enjoy the time we have. Right, Lorianne? Yes, wine brings great comfort to us as long as it's not done inappropriately. We we want to have people drink wine in a very appropriate manner, uh, no abuse, of course, and enjoy it for what it brings, you know, to their meal or to their relaxation. Right. And if they're actually being quarantined and they're going to drink wine, well, maybe they'll stay in their house more and they won't drink and drive because that's definitely something we don't want to see. And that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you're going to drink, stay in your house or walk over to your neighbors. So where do we start? What kind of wine should we drink while we're all quarantined? Well, you have a great selection and any, any particular wine that is of your particular likes and you may choose those, uh, from everything from a Sauvignon Blanc to a Rosé, a Chardonnay, a Pinot Noir, which is a light red or even a Cabernet Zinfandel or a Syrah. All of these would bring great enjoyment. For the summer, many people like the lighter wines, and those would be the first ones that I mentioned. Uh, They are a little less, they have less body, and they're just refreshing. Uh, People often like them as uh, to cool off, uh, to actually, you know, say this is something refreshing. It kind of revives them and and makes them at the same time feel relaxed. Well, I think everybody listening to this podcast knows, because I've said it every time I do a podcast, we live in Arizona and today it's 112. And how many days in a row have we had over 110? So we really don't have any choice but to drink a light wine but we all can't wait for the cooler weather to come in, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and many days of, of uh, warm weather, and of course across the country too. And 
when we're drinking the heavier wines, I usually suggest during the summertime that you may consider those as a dessert wine and maybe have a piece of chocolate with them. And that's that makes a really nice light dessert. With It's a heavier wine, but it's still light in, in comparison to eating a heavy dessert. Oh, what kind of wine goes with chocolate? That's my favorite. Oh, any of the reds, you know, the, the Cabernet, the Sin, the Syrahs, um, those are all perfect. And, and, and Merlots, uh, those are perfect with chocolate. And, uh, and it just enhances the flavor. Uh, I remember teaching my husband about wine, and the, one of the tricks I used was, let's have a piece of chocolate with some wine. And that's how he actually grew to to love Pinot Noirs and Cabernets. So he was a chocolate lover first. Yes, yes. And so I enticed him with the chocolate. <laughs> well, maybe we can talk a little bit about chocolate. Should it be the dark chocolate or the milk chocolate? Well, usually dark chocolate is the best because that blended with the, with the wines brings out the profiles in the chocolate. And it's just a, a nice blend in your mouth and a, and a great experience. You can also do milk chocolates, but I would go with the milk chocolates with some of the, surprisingly, with some of the sweeter wines because it brings out the, uh, the milkiness of the, of the chocolate along with the sweetness. And those two things, it, it's just a, it's a just, a little different than eating the cho- the dark chocolate. Um, there's no right or wrong, though. And, you know, you certainly can have red with milk chocolate. You're just not going to have the same experience. Well, if you're a chocolate lover and a wine lover, I guess you're right. It doesn't really matter as long as you're having both at the same time. One enhances the other. Right. And should that chocolate not have any nuts in it or cream or anything fancy? Should it be just plain chocolate? Well, I would suggest plain chocolate okay. first. However, nuts go well with, with wines. And so if you have, you know, a dark chocolate with almonds or maybe macadamia nuts, those, those are perfectly fine too. It's just, it's just what you prefer. Yeah, give me chocolate and nuts. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or maybe even a salted caramel. You know, some people like that as well. So there are lots of options. And my rule of thumb is try it. If you don't like it, try something else. Oh, good. Okay. So if people are having their neighbors over, it's a hot summer night, and they're having uh, treats, nibbles, what do you suggest? What do we do? Well, yes, we, we have some lots of options here. Uh, if you're having a light wine like a Sauvignon Blanc, some really great snacks for this particular wine would be popcorn. I mean, popcorn, you may say, oh, that's a very simple thing, but it can be very gourmet, too, if you, depending on if you're making it yourself or you're purchasing it, you know, online or from a vendor. It's a very welcome snack, and it goes, it blends nicely with a Sauvignon Blanc. You could also do something like a shrimp uh, ceviche, maybe a crab artichoke dip, pasta salads, if you want to do a light summer meal and add the Sauvignon Blanc. We could do rosé. Rosés are lovely in the summer, and there are many of them on the market right now. And we have some beautiful ones in the Boisset collection, too. Nachos, uh, a charcuterie, which is the cheeses and the meats and the olives and figs and dried fruits. You could do a cucumber salad. Cucumber salad in summer is, is 
is everything about summer. Oh, um, that reeks cool. Coolness, yes. and, right? Yes. Yeah, you've got to have cucumbers in the summer. Yes. And then sushi. For the sushi lovers out there, rosé blends very nicely with, with that. And also fruit kebabs. Those are some of my very favorite things to do is get those nice little skewers. You can get them online easily on Amazon, all different sizes, all different lengths, and make up these little kebabs. And people love them. And you can do those in advance of, of any gathering. Does it matter what kind of fruit? I mean, is pineapple too sweet or is a watermelon better? You know, it again, it doesn't really matter. It's more about your preference. But strawberries, of course, go nice with almost any wine. Uh, pineapple would go nicely with, with some whites. And, and watermelon would go nicely with whites as well. I think most fruits go better with, with the whites unless they're heavier fruits, like a berry like something like a blueberry, raspberry, blackberry, those goes nicely with, with red wines. Gee, um, Lori, those berries are a little hard to get on the skewer, the blueberries, don't you think? They are, they are. <laughs> it's possible, though. I've done it, but it is it is true. They're a, little, they're a little more challenging to do Maybe that. Maybe you can have little blueberry cups in custard, and they can have that with their wine. Yes, and you can use toothpicks, you know. For, get creative. For the, yes, for sure. Um, and then you can do um, nice little accompaniments to your wine if you wanted to add it on top of the, the glass. If you're serving wine to somebody, you could either put it inside the wine or you could actually put it across the top of the glass, similar to how you would have an olive in a martini or you would have uh, any kind of um, a specialty drink where they would add an extra skewer on the top with some kind of a garnish. So you could do that with the fruit as well. So there's some options there. Uh, Chardonnay, that's another great white wine and very preferred by many people. And no matter what type of Chardonnay, whether it's oaky or it's not oaky, whether it's buttery or whether it's not buttery, all of these things would go nicely with this wine. Chicken tenders, a very simple food that many people have and sometimes considered a kid's food, but very much an adult food. But, uh, buffalo cauliflower, which is something that's very easy to make at home if you can buy it already pre-made and stick it in your in your oven. Or you can make it yourself with a little bit of a, a rice flour batter and some hot sauce and away you go. Egg spring rolls. You could do the regular egg rolls or the spring rolls. Anything that's Chinese that's an appetizer, even the wontons filled with crab meat or just cheese, those are wonderful. And another one that's a little different on my list um, is stuffed tomato salads. You remember stuffed tomato salads? We used oh. to make those years ago. Oh, yeah. And I haven't seen them in ages. That's also a really great, nice summer meal. If you guys out there are listening to Lori and uh, you're getting hungry, you're not the only one. You know, you really came up with a good menu here. I just need somebody to make it for me and deliver it. <laughs> This is really good. I mean, these are great ideas to um, entertain your neighbors or if you just want to have a special date night with your husband or your wife. Right. Come up with uh, some really interesting things, not the same old, same old. Okay, now you're getting me hungry. What's next? Well, we have the red wines to talk about and the Pinot Noirs, which is the light red. You could add a nice lollipop lamb chop. 
as an accompaniment to this lovely wine. Those are delightful to have, and those are very easy to find in the stores. And you may grill those, you may bake those, you may saute them, whatever you like. You can just use some simple mustard on them. You could put a balsamic glaze. Very easy to prepare and make. Salmon dip. A salmon dip, you can use canned salmon, you can use fresh salmon, whip it up with a little, your favorite mayonnaise or sour cream, and add a few herbs, and you've got a delicious dip. Again, you could do a charcuterie, you could do mini peppers stuffed with pimento cheese. I love pimento cheese, and one of my favorite things to do with it is to put in those lovely little mini peppers that you see in the grocery stores now, the red, yellow, and green ones. They're not real spicy, so most people will enjoy those. Cabernets and Zinfandel and Syrahs, all of these reds, you could use any kind of a chocolate item, as we had talked about before, but mm-hmm. in and more in a dessert in a dessert frame, whether it's chocolate pudding or chocolate cake or chocolate ice cream, anything that you are preparing that has a chocolate to it, chocolate tone to it, would work well with any of these wines. Mixed nuts, if you just want to have something simple and you have nuts, you could add a little cayenne pepper to the nuts. You could add a few herbs to the nuts, put them in the oven for just a few seconds to warm them up. And all of a sudden you have a delicious appetizer that people wonder where you got those nuts. Prime rib. How about prime rib and getting right down to the the main part of the meal. You could either do sliders with a nice piece of filet and add some horseradish. And how about some kebabs again and putting some small pieces of of the filet or pork. You, You know, pork makes a really nice kebab. And again, you could use glazes, you can use sauces, you can pretty much do whatever you have at home. You don't have to always run out to the store and buy something new. You probably have something in your refrigerator that you could mix and put on any of these items, and it would be delicious. Lorianne, do you cater? I work along with a lady that's a chef, and I'm proud to say that I'm her assistant. Uh, I guess I I am an assistant chef, sort of. Um, I did not go to culinary school, but I have taught in culinary schools, uh, event management programs, and I worked for a food broker for many years. So my background has always touched food, and flavor profiles are definitely something that that I line with with my wines, and it just kind of comes with the territory for me. Yeah, you, you're definitely a great one to put a menu together, uh, no matter what. Matter of fact, if people are interested in just needing help with menus, they could email me and I'll pass it on to Lori. First, I want to talk about lights. It's mm-hmm. so important to have enough lights in your home, number one, for safety, so you've got to have the lights outside. Also around the pool if you're uh, going to go swimming at night or just want to have a pretty backyard. And also the holidays are coming, so you're going to need more lights in your home. So if you have any questions about lighting, you should call Premier Lights. Premier Lighting is located in Scottsdale, but they have a wonderful website and they do consult. You can call them at 623-907-2669 and that's 623-907-2669. I would suggest you go on their website, Shop Premier 
Lighting.com. You can call them and talk to their lighting consultants. They can come to your house. And of course, if you don't live in the Scottsdale area, that's the cutoff point. If you live in Chicago, you can call and get you some, uh, some advice on your different lighting, but they're not going to visit you unless you pay the bill, but they will ship. So when you go on their website and you see fixtures that you'd like, you can actually buy them online and then they will ship. But I suggest that you call them first and talk to a lighting consultant so they can help you add lights or change lighting in your home and you'll get a whole different look. So back to Lori. And I know you're going to talk about outdoor grilling. And that's when I was thinking about the lights. If you're going to grill outside, you need lights, right? especially at night if you grill. Yes, absolutely. It it adds a nice um, feeling to the backyard. If you have a party, you want just a certain amount of lights without being daylight looking. So what do we do now that we're outside in the summer heat, drinking wine in our backyard? What's going on there? Well, first of all, you do need to be careful that you've had something to eat if you're drinking wine because sometimes wine can hit your blood sugar, especially out in the heat. So do be careful of that and make sure that you always have some kind of little nibble with your your wine and something to kind of keep you refreshed. Drinking water along with your wine is is highly recommended, uh, keeping hydrated always. And even if the, the weather does cool down a little bit outside, we're very dry here in Arizona. So it's, it's, really encouraged for you to do that. I think most of us know that, but it doesn't hurt for us to be reminded. Oh, absolutely. But what about chilling wine? I know it's it's hot out. Like I said, it's been 112 mm-hmm. forever. And you don't want to drink, at least I don't, want to drink room temperature wine. I like cold wine. Yes. Is there a no-no on certain wines to uh, add no. ice or chill it? I, we talked about this. I add ice to my wine. Okay, I admit it. <laughs> I still like you, Nancy. It's okay. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know many people that like to put an ice cube in their wine, and it's it's not something that's encouraged, but it's certainly it's your choice, and that's why there are no rules with to that. Really, uh, if you're if you're sitting with a winemaker or uh, someone that. Uh, has made the wine, you may offend them. But it, it, as far as between friends, I don't think anyone's going to be offended if you put an ice cube in your wine. And if you're having sangria made with, with some wines that have been left over, or even if you're picking a sangria to make, um, of course you're going to add some ice to it because it, you're going to chill it and you're going to add some ice to, to enhance that nice chilled flavor. Uh, so there are different drinks that you're making with wine. You're going to add ice too. For chilling the wine itself, I would encourage you to look for some kind of a actual bucket, an ice bucket or a chilling bucket, a wine bucket. There's many options. You don't have to have an official wine bucket to chill your wine. You can use all kinds of things. You can use a pail um, and make it fun. And maybe your decor for your barbecue, you know, it has a certain uh, flair to it. It's casual. It's red and white check or, you know, it has some, some elements to it that that a pail might just work perfectly. So well, if you live on a farm, you can use a wheelbarrow. 
Absolutely, you could. So be creative with that. It makes things fun. And the most important ingredient, of course, is ice. And you need to make sure that your ice isn't all melted, that it is it is nice and firm, and, and make sure that there's a lot of it. Do be careful that um, the ice doesn't melt and actually peel off the labels off your bottles. Um, that is something that you might want to just have the ice come up maybe halfway up the bottle versus you can stick your bottle into a plastic bag yes you could do that as well and then what i would suggest is that you take some towels they can be like tea towels kitchen towels um you can even use a bath towel if you need to 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 really make it work but cover up the ice with the bottles submerged into it. That way it really will enhance the chillness of the ice with the actual wine that you have put into the, to the bucket or the pail and it will, it will chill. Um, it, it doesn't take terribly long, but do make sure you give yourself ample time to chill a wine. I would suggest 30 minutes to an hour is, is a good time frame. One one great tip is to put your wine in the refrigerator beforehand and take it out of, if you have a wine cooler, take that wine out of the wine cooler and put it in your refrigerator to cool the temperature a little more. So then when you do put that into the actual bucket, it will already have been cold and it will remain cold. That's one way to um, expedite the process a little bit. And not have the uh, ice melt so much. I hate to belabor the point, but in Arizona, that ice will last about 20 minutes. Yes. And so you do, you do have to kind of watch that a little bit. And you might want to, you know, drain off some of that liquid as, as the evening progresses. Or during the day, if you're doing something during the day. Uh, for red wines, I also suggest you chill, though. And keep in mind that wine cellars in Europe, are all at 56 degrees and remember most of those are down in the earth and these are sellers that have been there for centuries and that's just the common temperature of that red wine is stored at so to have the red wine chilled is not unusual and i think it's very refreshing and people enjoy it when it's chilled there will be those that don't care for it chilled they still like to have it at room temperature and and you certainly can that's an easy fix. Take the wine out of the ice and let it set for a little bit and it will warm up very fast. But you do want to be careful that you're not alternating the temperatures back and forth because like food, if you're changing the temperature back and forth, you're also endangering the wine, not for contamination, but for a change in taste and texture and smell. And those are things that you want to avoid. You just want to make sure that you're consistent with whatever you do with your wine. So when you bring it home from the store, if you're purchasing it at a wine store or a grocery store, make sure that you don't let that wine stay in your, in your car for long periods of time with hot temperatures. Make sure you transfer it and take it home immediately. Either keep it at room temperature in a very nice, cool spot in your home, like maybe in a dark closet, or put it in a wine refrigerator or your, your personal refrigerator. Those are, those are good things to do with, with the wine during the summer months. So if you're shopping for wine in the summer, don't leave it in your car and treat it like chocolate. Correct. In mm. fact, that's a very good analogy. Think of your wine as chocolate. You don't want it to melt or be damaged. And that's a good, that's a good thing to remember. I like good. that. 
Well, thank you, Lori. So we have one more thing to talk about. You have a great list here of foods that we can uh, add wine to. Do you want to yes. let us yes. know what your favorite ones are? Well, when you're preparing uh, and use, using wine you know, as accompaniment to meals, think about also how you could use your wine to enhance your meals. And I'm talking about the preparation. So you might use it in a marinade on meats that you're grilling, even vegetables that you're grilling. You might add it to a sauce. How about a red sauce for pasta? Uh, you might even want to use white wine in a butter, lemon, and caper sauce. It's beautiful on pasta, but it's also great on fish and other meats that, you know, that might be like a chicken or any kind of a, a poultry item. Those are, those are great ways to use wines that are left over. Or if you're making larger quantities, you might want to use a whole bottle. Add it to gravies and maybe an au jus. Uh, use as a salad dressing as the base. Instead of vinegar, use a wine. It could be red. It could be white. It doesn't matter, whatever so your it preference. Doesn't, it doesn't really matter which kind of wines you use for the marinade and the sauces? Or does it have to be red wine for red sauces? No, it could be. It could, it could be, be anything one. you want. Oh, of okay. Mm -hmm. It could. Now, I don't think I'd use a red on fish. I would use a white on fish, obviously because of the color of the wine. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, that's just kind of common sense. But it would it would be appropriate to use pretty much in general on any kind of wine in a marinade. And then you could look at. Um, Maybe something for bread. You know, if you're having uh, a nice loaf of crusty Italian or French bread, you could come up with a butter sauce, um, a butter spread. That's You could add red wine to it and make like a pink spread. Or you could, because I've had butter with wine and it's delicious. Or you can use maybe like a champagne or sparkling wine in some butter. That's also delicious as well. And you know, I got to be honest with you. I never heard of anybody putting wine in butter, but mm -hmm. um, I guess you can put wine anywhere. What are you doing with the cakes? You can add wine to cakes? Yes. And, and there are many recipes out there online that you could look for that, that have wine added to them. Um, I was going through my grandmother's recipe book uh, recently, and she had a lot of wine cakes where she added actual wine and they were very different you know from what we do today but you add that instead of the oil or any other liquids that you might add to a batter and so you're just substituting out just like you would substitute applesauce for eggs if somebody was uh, dairy free something similar to that so you mm -hmm. can substitute in the wine uh, you can also and that could be for cakes breads any kind of tarts anything in your, in your bakery uh, repertoire that you like to make. You could also think about uh, deglazing the drippings in your saute pan. And this makes, this would actually make the nice sauces and gravies that, that we had mentioned earlier. And it's also just a really good fragrance uh, to have in the home. It just smells wonderful when you do that. And, and then lastly, this is not one to eat or enjoy. This is one to clean up after yourself. You can use white wine on red wine to take out stains. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So you can actually say that wine is the liquid go-to for everything. Yes, it is. And, oh, you know, wine is, wine goes back 
all the way to the beginning of time. And uh, it's written about in many books to include the Bible. And it's uh, very much a part of, of people's lives uh, throughout all centuries. I remember watching uh, the old uh, cooking shows. One of them was Graham Kerr, and he never cooked without a glass of wine in his hand. <laughs> a lot of them do. He kind of, and some of them do, they drink more wine than than they cook. <laughs> yes. But um, I was also going to say about the white wine cleaning up the red wine. When I go to happy hours and they're held at furniture stores, they never serve red wine. Yes. So that's um, kind of a hint if somebody's having a party in your home and you have a white couch or you have white carpeting, just serve white wine. Stay away from the red. Yes. You can also do a blush or rosé. Those mm -hmm. won't have the same effect as a red wine. Um, it still has some color to it and it could stain, but it's not going to be the same as, as a red. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lori, you're a plethora of information, Miss Whiny. Um, <laughs> one, other, one other thing that I would mention yes. is for the summer, uh, when you go to buy your next bottle of wine at the store, or if you call me and, and ask me for some help, check out the label. Just look at the label and see where the wine's coming from. Also check and see where the, what grapes are used in it. And also look at how much alcohol is in the wine. There are variations in the content of the actual liquor, that uh, the alcohol content. And that will help you also determine if, if it's appropriate for your group. There are some mm -hmm. that are less and some that are more. And, and sometimes people prefer to have the more. But if you are looking for a wine that you can sip all day, it's good to take one that maybe doesn't have as much alcohol. And, and that way you can enjoy it for a longer length of time. Yeah. Uh, so are you telling me that there are certain wines that come from certain places that we shouldn't drink? No, not at all. I, I'm saying that you should just be aware of what you're drinking and, and know that there is a difference in the content, the actual quantity of the liquor that's in, in these wines, which oh. would be the alcohol. And um, yeah, so that's why some will affect you more than others. Also, the, um, the process of those wines will affect people's blood sugar faster than some others. So it's, and it's not always about the alcohol. Sometimes it's about the, the actual grapes that are in the wines. Wow. It, mm -hmm. I was going to say, um, boy, we've, we've been talking and talking and we're past our time allotment because I know you have to get going, but you're going to come back and talk about holiday wines, yes. right? Yes, I so know. So we don't know exactly when we've got to get over this heat and uh, start getting into the holiday spirit, and then we'll have Lori back. In the meantime, I hope everybody did enjoy today's show. I know I did, and I learned a lot. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts, and don't forget to share them with your friends. These podcasts are on 23 platforms. There's got to be one that you like. And if you want to learn more about Lori or me, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Hey, Lori, this was fun. Now I can't wait for Christmas so we can talk about the holiday wines. I want to thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you, Nancy. It was a pleasure. Uh, and I want everybody out there to stay safe and please have a great day. 